Fast Hammer Guy. A guy's kids on a banana peel, and for everyone who goes to pick him up, seven characters stand around and laugh. Yeah, the joke is always on the guy who gets hurt. But maybe you're even worse because you go in for the professional fight, the gentlemanly art of self-defense, the animal art of slaughter. But you go first to Max Brady because you figure it's a shame to pay for a ringside seat at a slaughter. That's like managers go, Max is a pretty decent guy, and he understands it. The smart guy understands. You figure for this, a man shouldn't be forced to pay. You had it just right, Max, 100%. Just like you had your take every week. Please, Mike, don't remind me of how prosperous I am not. With the stable of pugs you got, and especially that Mason kid moving up so fast? Moving fast for years these days, but not so far up. He's not hearing bells go off in his head yet. Worse. What could be worse for a fighter? What's the worst thing for anybody? You know that, Mike. You're the expert on Dame. Well, maybe some of them aren't so bad. Name one. Mm. You got me there, Mike. Yeah, and this man Wakefield's got Bill Mason. He's got him good. He's strictly a wrong dame from the right side of the tracks. Why'd she have to come along? Are we ten years looking for a kid who can cop a championship? Then she comes along, this Wakefield dame. I tell you, Mike, they think the usual dame. They're all unusual. Unusually the same. This I know. This you gotta prove to me. There's some lousy tickets to the fight? For me, a personal favor? Well, Mike? Uh, this Wakefield dame is from the town, huh? Strictly Park Avenue. But crazy. Crazy how? Crazy for the kick. Why'd you have to pick on my Billy? They don't even speak the same language. The same in any language, Max. Hangs on them like a leech won't let go. Got him breaking every rule in the book. Some days he's so bushed he can't go two rounds with a sparring bump. Okay, I'll look up this way, Phil, then. Too far, you don't have to look. She's upstairs in the training gym now watching Billy work out. I mean, getting worked over. You go up there, Mike, huh? You see how crazy she is. Softly in his ear. 
You'd like to think it's all sickening, but you can't. Because for one long minute, you imagine that you're only at this cauliflower and caressed with husky whispers. You get out of there, but the Wakefield James perfume tails you like a hungry cat. Max Brady isn't in his office like he said he'd be. You try the corner pub with a fight crowd hangers-on hangout. Max hasn't shown there yet, so you slide onto a bar stool and wait. The thing of a perfume still smarts in your nostrils, so you try to erase it with a parade of bourbons. With the bourbon works. And ten drinks and four hours later, you reel out of the general and set your compass for home. You open the front door and set a course for the bedroom. Welcome home, Mike. Your friend, Captain Pat Chambers, is sitting on the divan. Charming place you got here. Oh, I'd hoped you'd like it. I worked hard to make the color scheme suitable down to the last cigarette burn in the rush. And nobody can ever accuse Mike Hammer of having good taste. That's what I always say. <laughs> what else do you say, Pat? I mean about being here. Where you been all day? Picking daisies. Yeah, you smell it. Brewery daisies. Since when do I have to account to you? Look, even I get tired of that fresh talk of yours. Mm, and all along, I thought you loved me. Come on, Mike, let's have it. Where you been? My, my, don't we sound official. This is official. What's it about? You're friendly with Max Brady. What's he got to do with it? I want an answer. Okay, okay, Max is a friend of mine. Matter of fact, I've been looking for him. You saw him today. I saw him this morning. Not after that? No. Now are you going to tell me what it's all about? Yeah, now I'm going to tell you. I saw Max myself, only he didn't look so good. Max is dead. Didn't take you more than one guess, did it? Yeah, he's dead with a bullet hole clear through his head. Now, you tell me how it happened. Me? How should I know? You're sure that it happened here in your place? What? Take a look for yourself. Your bedroom's more in a mess than ever. After you see what's left of Max Brady, you come back into the living room with Pat. He starts asking the questions, and you give the answers, but just the part you want to give him. You tell him Max has some trouble. Well, he's got no troubles now, but you have. You managed to talk Pat into half believing you. Okay, Mike. But you knock off being Mother's little helper. Me and my squad are on this now, and I want no interference. Somebody interfered with Max Brady's living. He needed your help, and you're not stopping now. You think you'll stop with the guy who hurt Max where he lived? When he was alive. You go back downtown to the training gym. The joint is almost emptied out, but the cloud of smell and sweat still hangs heavy in the air. Billy Mason is over in the corner working on the light bag. You looking for someone? Just find him. I'd lose him again. I checked around, Mason. Understand you were away from the gym here for a couple hours this afternoon. I didn't think you were interested in finding I'm interested in that game, still. Yeah, so I noticed. I noticed you noticed. Yeah, don't worry me, Hammer. This is your part of the lady. Story of my life. I like short stories. And short careers, according to Max Brady. If Max said you go back and tell her that... No use telling Max anything now. It would go in one ear and out the other, just like the slug went through his head. Max is dead. Don't get hysterical with grief. Why should I? He brought you along. He made no on it. And he lost plenty of sleep. Hey, you'll make it up now. Where were you this afternoon? Get no cop. Okay, I'll find out. So go ahead, find out. She made you change your mind about Max, didn't she? Got a mind of my own. Nobody's going to ruin my life outside the ring. Good fighters live in the ring. I stupid one die there. I didn't take any place to give up living when I signed with Max. And neither did Max when he signed you. He was a pretty great guy, don't you? He was level, which is a lot more than you can say for most of the characters. Well, let me tell you something. You think it's pretty crummy of me making a round at night, don't you? What do I care how crummy you get, but Max did. Maybe you ought to know that even managers who go around acting like Sunday school teachers have their own special kind of nightlife. What's that supposed to mean? It means that maybe Brady wasn't a real live dog, you figured. 
You don't have to believe me. Check with Lou Biloxi. He's no friend of mine. No, but there's someone else who is. Yeah. But just remember, Nana and I want to keep it that way. Well, I think, Mason, if it's good enough for you, it's good enough for me. It's a little too good for you, Hammer. But this is good enough. Oh. Yeah, that suits you just right. In just a moment, we'll return to the Mickey's Filet Mystery, That Hammer Guy. <laughs> Yeah. 
You scramble across the room, but the steam makes its ceiling zero, and you smack into a wall full of wet towels. When you finally yank open the door, nobody's outside. By the time you get back to Biloxi, he's had it. Nothing to do now but put through a call to Pat. So this is your idea of no interference. You light up a cigarette while he says the rest of his piece through the phone. When are you ever going to get us through that thick skull of yours that official business is official? But I just happened to come down to the Turkish fair. That was only mine of my own business. You could start trouble at a church supper. But Pat... Don't Pat me. We're coming down to pick up the body. Now you get lost and fast. I'll pick you up too. You take Pat's advice about getting out of there and fast. But you don't take his advice about staying out the case. You drive your coupe up to Park Avenue with a Wakefield thing out. You want to see the dame again for at least two reasons. A butler who looks like the Lord Mayor of London lets you in and leads you to a living room that could take the place of Madison Square Garden. How do you do, Mr. Emma? I'm Henry Wakefield. Man's father has all the dignity of a courthouse front. Yet you can see some of the sadness behind the facade. I understand you've come to see my daughter. Yes, that's right, Mr. Wakefield. Anything I can help you with? Well, I'd like to talk to Nan personally, if you don't mind. Nan doesn't live here. Oh? Would you like her address? Please. I'm afraid I can't guarantee you she'll be there. However, if it is urgent, you may call her from here and see if she's in. No, thanks. I'll take potluck. It's for some time now, potluck is all any of us have had with Nan. Oh? I had an idea, Mr. Wakefield, things would be different here. Different than what, Mr. Hammer? Well, I suppose I'm stepping out of line talking this way. Please continue. If it concerns my daughter, I would like to know. Different from what, Mr. Hammer? Different than they are with her friends downtown. But maybe you don't know anything about that. I'm sorry to say I do. She's a strange girl. She has everything here, I've spared nothing, and she seeks out shabby alliances. Now, this time, that's a little worse than shabby. I'm afraid I don't get the significance of that remark, Mr. Hammer. All depends on the significance to you of murder. Murder? Now, Mr. Hammer, man does have outweighs, but I assure you she is no murderess. How do you know? How do you really know what people are capable of? Even your own daughter. Mr. Hammer, what business are you in? I'm a private investigator. I see. Mr. Hammer, I'm willing to pay you handsomely. Keep the good name of Wakefield out of it. No, the only thing that counts is my daughter. I know she isn't involved in murder. All I want you to do is see that she is not involved. Now, as for the amount... You haven't got that much money, Mr. Wakefield. There's no such thing as being just a little guilty. Please, Mr. Hammer. I'm sorry for you, Mr. Wakefield. Yeah, I'm sorry when the father has to pay for the sins of a child. To get man's address from a father, it's only 30 blocks down to the village. But you know that attitude is really the distance between people, not places. You always thought you were an expert on why girls leave home, but when you amble into the walk-up when Ann Wakefield has her flight, you feel as if you just switched from a good bottle of bonded bourbon to a dirty glass of stale beer. As your finger jams the doorbell, you wonder why this particular dame left home. The door is open, but not by Nan. What do you want, Hammer? Billy Mason glares at you like a Republican glaring at a Democrat around election time. Who invited you? Maybe, Nan. Well, you try to kid. Who are you? I don't want any riffraff like you around here. Only fancy prize fighters. You don't have a very good memory, do you, Hammer? I still haven't forgot about Max Brady. He doesn't count. Then why should Lou Biloxi? He's dead, too, haven't you heard? He'll never be missed. Think that excuse will stand up in court? I don't know anything about courts. All I know is about fighting. Remember that now. Oh, you mean the clip you gave me? That? <laughs> no style at all. That fall I took was a fix. Okay, then I'll try another. Ah, that's 
a little better. That would have had Max's approval. But the question is, can you take a good punch? That calls for genuine spice. <laughs>
Only first things first, and first comes my camera and stuff. And I'm the closest thing to a suspect the cops have with a murder of two guys. But you know more than I do. Only about fun. It's not funny to your old man. You spoke to my father? Yeah. I don't think he's not chewed up inside over your clowning around in the lower depths. A very impressive man, my father. A very sad man. But that doesn't mean anything to you. The conversation has taken a very boring turn, I'm afraid. What should I do? Bash my head against the wall to get to the interesting again? There's nothing you can do now. Get out of here. A house doesn't have to fall on you to know that the Wakefield dame and you have had it. And that what she knows is going to stay her business. You leave her with a bite of regret because she could start a fire in a cold storage box. Then you push her off to Billy Mason's place. You think it was still easier to do business with a muffled mug than with a dame who slipped. You want to surprise Mason, so you let yourself in through a fire escape window, but you're the one who's in for the surprise. Mr. Hammer. Everything about Henry Wakefield is still dignified. Everything but the gun, point second. I didn't expect to meet you so soon again, Mr. Hammer. But you were going to look me up. I'm sure you understand why now. You know, in a way, I still feel sorry for you. You needn't. My problem will be solved shortly. Don't you wish it? Your daughter will find another guy. This time she might change. No more than you will. And murder's only made you worse. I did what I had to do. But for man's sake, I can explain. It's not hard to figure out now. You wanted Billy Mason to be a loser, so you got the locksmith to put in the fix with Billy. Mason would then be no longer attractive to her. That's where your daughter double-crossed you. She loves a loser. But why Max Brady? Somehow he found out. He went to your place for protection. But you got there before I did. And you got to Biloxi before I. But that one didn't do either of us any good. But this does. Still Mason. Yes. It won't be when he opens that door and walks in. Well, it gets easier as it goes along, uh, Wakefield. No, it just seems to become more necessary. Well, you can stop now. You know I can't. And you know it's useless. Nothing I do for my daughter is useless. You've already done enough to her. I've given her everything. Yeah, everything but the right to live freely. No guy was good or decent enough for her. Makes no difference what you say. I'll continue to do what's best for my daughter. You know you can't reason with him. He keeps one eye on you and the other on the door. You know you're walking around the crater of a volcano. You know it's going to erupt the second that door opens. Time drags by like the feet of a guy walking the last mile. And then you hear the key turn on the lock. You see Wakefield's finger tighten on the trigger. When the door starts to open, you close your eyes like you were going to get the slug yourself.